Welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Ed Piscor. I'm Jim Rugg. Joe Casada goes hardcore in today's episode of Cartoonist Kayfabe by way of a comic written by Garth Ennis. But first, man, we have some comics out on the stands right now. First off, we're taking a look here at Jimmy Street, Angel Deadliest Girl Alive book collection that uh, warehouses all of his image comics, Street Angel comics, those big uh, hardcover graphic albums. And uh, what else is in here, Jimmy? Some of your uh, mini comics. Yeah, original art from my my Christmas Street Angel story, perfect for the upcoming holidays. Yeah, genius. Um, I'll say this: if you want this book, get it ASAP because yeah. it is damn near out of print, uh, almost gone. Yeah, man. So Jimmy's employing all kinds of techniques, draw, drawn in pencil, uh, coloring stuff on his his iPad, producing comics on the iPad, right? Yeah, this is, uh, these are the best comics I've ever made, in, in my opinion, so this is a good place to start if you're interested in my work and you haven't read this, or if you're looking for a gift. It's, uh, you know, per, suited for basically any age and uh, eight complete stories. What else are you working on, though, Jimmy? <laughs> Red Room, the Antisocial Network, uh, same deal, man. The paper shortage that's happening, that's some real, real stuff, and it turns out that we need napkins and toilet tissue more than we need comics, man. So who knows when these reprints are going to come out. Uh, this collects the Antisocial Network four-issue season of comics that I put out in 2021, uh, along with a bunch of back matter, uh, process stuff, the quick quick and dirty first draft of uh, what could have been uh, Red Room issue number one. These comics are going quick, and I have Red Room trigger warnings issue one coming out in February now because of that paper shortage, man. The, the printer hit us up and said, we are backlogged for six weeks, man. Uh, should be coming out on a monthly basis after that point. But uh, you can get to all of our links to our Patreons, to our comics, at our link trees in the description below this video. Jimmy, when, when we last recorded, I showed you a couple boxes of comics I was pulling for future episodes. Pulled this one out, man, and your reaction bumped it to the top of the list <laughs> when I showed you why I pulled this comic. I didn't know this one, man. You know, like pulling it out, it was like, there's an interesting Marvel Knights uh, <laughs> book that I don't know about. Marvel Knights Double Shot issue number one for the podcast listeners out there, man. Uh, double Shot implies the two stories that are in this comic. Uh, we're going to be focusing on the Garth Ennis, Joe Quesada, Punisher comic. Uh, that's about 10 pages or so in the front, uh, leading this comic off. And uh, we're going Eisnerian uh, with with this comic. This is Joe Quesada doing some formal play where the camera point of view is from the, uh, the, the esophagus, the uvula. It's hanging from the uvula of uh, Don Signor, uh, the, the mafia Don. Off the bat, like just even everything about it, there's not a wasted word, there's not a wasted image. From caption number one, from, from dialogue bubble number one, we know what we're in store for. This is a mafia boss who's getting some, you know, he, he drinks too much Kool-Aid before bed, man. Man, no doubt about it. That is a <laughs> mess of teeth. Look at it. And it's been a while since he's been to the dentist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's definitely some, some algae on there. It's got the two hoods that are, you know, backup, you know, like uh, security guys, proper dentist, everything is uh, is legit, but we're off to the races in panel two, dude. They waste no time, and I, and I love that part. This is, this is a brilliant comic. I was absolutely blown away reading this this week. Uh, it might be my favorite Joe Quesada comic I've read, um, but it's it's talking heads. Like, this is the kind of stuff that we criticize 
I'll name names, a, a Bendis comic, right? Where it's just page after page of the same headshots of characters talking. That's what this is, except it's super inventive. Uh, Quesada rises to the challenge. You've got to figure out how to make those images interesting while maintaining the same point of view. Um, and Garth Ennis wastes no time. You know, page one, we see the two bodyguards take headshots. That's a Punisher. That's what you want in a Punisher comic. <laughs> we see the dentist looking off stage left, Ben. You see the gore on uh, on the walls. Punisher, you know, this is versus Dentist. He's going to go light on that guy. Yeah, he might be a, cro a little crooked dentist. Dentist to the criminals, but uh, <laughs> maybe not worth killing. Giving him a little CTE with that head wound right there, man. And right-hand page, splash page, effective. I mean, that's a hell of a splash. It all works. You We're see, three pages in, and so far, everybody's sticking their landings. You see everything that you need, man. You see just enough of that shirt to know who we're looking at right there. Uh we're getting the the dialogue of our guy. You see, Ennis had some practice with Arse Face for, for getting <laughs> yes. across uh, some inhibited uh, dialogue. So we're getting a lot of nah, nah, nah. <laughs> and look at that smirk. Look at that smug smirk of that grizzled face right there. Must have had a model for this stuff, right? I think so. Because we're going to see Punisher in, these, in this weird crop, emoting a little bit, having that, some range. Had to, had to be using a model. And you know what? If he was, it's a good use for a model. He brought, you know, Tim Bradstreet was doing those those uh, covers. Like, his head, I think his head was in that place, man. Like, that's a good-looking Punisher whenever Bradstreet's doing those covers, yeah. even though even though every cover does look the same. <laughs> yeah, those are exactly story, story covers. <laughs> uh, had to be some, some influence there. That's the way to do covers, though. Like, he could have just sat down and drew 12 covers and turned them in. Right. Without seeing any scripts. Yeah, yeah, which I think he probably did. Uh, you got to bind your guy, right? So that he, that, so that he's not moving because we already established that mouth ain't, ain't closing. <laughs> this is a horror comic, Jimmy. It really is. <laughs> Absolutely. Like a body horror, too. This is David Cronenberg horror stuff. And, and, we're, and we're teasing. We got a couple of pages, man. Uh, we see an open mouth. In a dentist's office, you can imagine the tools that that might be on a little tray table right next to him. And it's so funny, like Punisher leaning back a little bit, holding up the handcuffs. Here's here's one of those things, dude. This ad is strategically placed. I think so. Because we want a page turn for the next image. Kayfabers, are you braced? Are oh, you ready man. for this? Because we're, we're going to get started. This is also like your uh, ASMR visuals where it's teeth, it's exactly. dead shit, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's, you know, like it's such a, if you're a little bit queasy, this is the perfect like tactile kind of setting for, for a horror story. Here we go. <laughs> oh, see, we're still teasing. We're still teasing. Build it up, build it up. Well done. This is like the monster <laughs> at the end of the book. Don't turn the page, Ed. So the idea is, uh, well, I'm going to show you a map of Manhattan and I want to know where all your safe houses are. One grunt is yes. Two is no, let's do this. Uh, the guy says, ha who, which implies certain certain expression. And uh, that's exactly what Punisher was hoping for. Once again, another strategic ad. All the, all the like the pink of, you know, kind of the tissue and stuff of the mouth is horrible. And it's great that we don't see Frank's eyes either. Yeah. You know, it's like mouth to mouth in a weird way. Yeah. But it also... It's worse that you don't see. It's almost the horror movie icon, right? That's behind a mask. Like, we don't see Frank Castle totally. Yeah. And it makes him much creepier and, and more dangerous. This part with the shadow and the kind of peaks and valleys and the 
contour of the gums. That's the only part that feels like Quesada to me. Because, like, his muscle structure on, like, ash and stuff would be like that with this thick black with mm -hmm. just, like, little bits of stuff showing off. I think it works really good for having that, like, soft tissue of the mouth. Oh, yeah. And, and just so pink. And, and blood, that implication of the blood, you know. Like so pink. Blood near the surface. Okay, Fabers, you ready? We're still not there yet. <laughs> we got to show the tools. This is great. This is classic horror too, because it's the horror is off screen, right? Like we see the pliers, but we don't see the pliers doing their business. It's theater of the mind. And, and you know what? Teeth as storytelling slash timing devices. We're going to be able to chart the passage of time through his dentistry. Mm. And, uh, I think a lot of time passed between the last panel we saw and this one. Because that's like uh, five teeth, at the very least, six, that are, are no longer in his head, man. See, they, they at this point, now we're off to the races, quite literally, because we only got so many more pages to go. Let's bypass a couple teeth. It's so gnarly, too, like where the teeth have come out, and there's like bits of gum sticking up. Nerve endings, shards of flesh... It's primo horror. Runs a dental drill. Oh, the dental drill is the worst. And even the sound effect of the dental drill is well done. Imagine how shit these sound effects would be today. Oh, totally. Like, that's a well done sound effect for a drill. Yeah, just type it out real quick. They get the intern to do it. Except our homeboy, Jared Fletcher. You know, he's a good letter. By the way, uh, you know, he, he pulls out his drill here. And then you see the effect. Like, exactly. drilled through, through the to tooth. Just, <laughs> oh, it's awful. <laughs> Where are you hiding your little brother? Where's baby killer Bernie? So so you gotta create a reason why it's totally okay for this dude to be getting uh, each of his teeth. This makes me think of like dry socket, you know, whenever you get oh, a tooth yeah. extracted and that's like the thing to don't, worry don't about. Don't drink from a straw. Like it's, it's tucked in like the tooth opening, <laughs> that, that <laughs> suction tube. <laughs> oh dude, he hit this tooth with the drill as well. You got to play with that drill a little bit. You can't do a perfect hole on the first try. <laughs> He's not a real dentist, Ed. <laughs> Look at this shit. I don't know what that one is, but it's even worse looking. Just more and more... Yeah, he's just he's just running it across. Like, I imagine pretending like it's a xylophone and just go... Good believable hand. You know, that, that goes back to, I think, probably a reference. Getting, getting somebody in, uh, in reference mode. Punisher's very happy. Always oh, has a smile. He enjoys his work. He's still getting that ha hu. It's getting bigger. You know what it is, man. I think he might have showed up just a touch too late, and that uh, that dentist hit him with some novocaine. I thought or that too. If you could have timed it pre novocaine, yeah. But I think you get novocaine before they pry open the mouth. But also, novocaine is like for one tooth, man. Like that's true. They would not. Yeah. Oh, look at this. Ugh. Can't even tell that it's a mouth anymore. When you read this, I do feel like there's only one one way a comic like this can end. And they, they don't disappoint with that. There you go, man. <laughs> That's, there's like a little bit of extra gimmicks going on with that face. I feel like Joe is looking at his own grip. Yeah, it's, it's, it's got to be face. a model with that kind of level of detail. But, uh, you know... Kudos to the uh, colorist, too, for getting a variation between, like, the, the pinkish red of the gums and the red of the blood that's just now all through that mouth and dripping. Yeah. I feel like that mouth got opened up even more. Is that possible? I don't know. Nah, it looks about the same. 
You know what happens is once the teeth are gone, that opening's a little bigger. That's you're right. <laughs> which, what, a, what a grotesque. Which, which means your your mouth closes even further, and that's why you know your old grandpa looks like one of those tiki shrunken heads. Oh man. All right, man. Let's end it. Literally. Let's end it the only way you can. And this is a place where you gotta kayfabe it a little bit, cause that's a that's a derringer size gun. But what can you do? You know what you could do. You could have that fucking gun come like this far. Yeah, I'm thinking of like um, hard to kill with the double barrel shotgun going in the mouth. Right. You, know, you could you could definitely close off that whole mouth opening if you'd have chose a different weapon, Frank. Or Garth, <laughs> who's actually responsible for these choices. And this is like. An Artie Symec, 1960s, hey kids, Mary Marvel Marching Society, blam, to, yeah. end, to end things off and rinse the end. That's a crazy story, right? <laughs> I mean, that's a wild story. When you pulled that out, I had never seen one lick of this story before. I was shocked by it. And then reading it this week, like, man, kudos to the creative team, because I think they nailed what could have easily been a terrible failure of a story. Totally, man. Uh, I had to take a look at the... Uh, the indicia date because it felt like this is the end of like 1990 style extreme hardcore like what marvel knight signified was like everything that like the 90s were about about being tough being being hardcore going go going for it and then like what marvel is now soft as cotton whack as hell trying to go for that young adult whatever they're trying to go for I feel like this is a Garth Ennis issue. Like, uh, like uh, you know, Quesada's probably wooing him and being like, you can write whatever you want, man. And Ennis is like one foot in Avatar and one foot in Preacher and like, <laughs> all right, you, you want to you challenge me to write uh, whatever I want? Yeah, I'm not 100% sure. I, I do think that the, uh, the Punisher miniseries came out uh, with Steve Dillon, which I would be very happy to look at. I love that, that arc. I uh, hated the lettering, but... <laughs> That's neither here nor there. <laughs> Sometimes, man, I just can't buy a comic if the lettering's too bad. You know, I, yeah, put up with it in <laughs> protest. Uh, but super fun to get this on. This was the a good one. I, I was happy. To, I'm happy to be aware of this comic. And man, it's Punisher is a horror slasher killer dude uh, kind of fits. And Joe Quesada's stretching a little bit. You know, like he he would do some like you know superhero tongue in cheek for the 90s kind of stuff. Let's get hardcore and bring the whole goddamn Preacher team because that's a Glenn Favre cover It's a nice right there. cover. You know, the other piece of all of this is Ennis's humor. Yes. You know, like, this is kind of a funny, like, it's, it's black comedy is what you're getting here, and it's such a good fit for all of it. All the pieces work that way. And I think if you didn't have that kind of humorous edge, again, another way you could mess, misstep this, uh, this story. This is Rob Haynes' art who did Ninja... Daredevil Ninja, yeah. one of those early, I don't know if that was a Marvel Knights or not, but it was one of those early comics with uh, Quesada, like, sort of, you know, starting to do editorial at Marvel. Right. And, uh, and I dug it. Like, it's really weird. The Ninja pushes that line. I think it's even a lighter line. It's just, like, a universal-weighted line. But starting to figure out, like, how do you do digital color with inking? And uh, I'd look at that, uh, you know, the Daredevil Ninja series sometime, too, if you want to. Yeah, I mean, this could, uh, this could be an episode in and of itself, but we're sticking hardcore with this one. Kayfabers, like, follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell. We'll notify you when new vids are available. What's out there, Jimmy? 
Join me on patreon.com slash jimrug where you can download a dozen of my out-of-print zines and mini-comics. You can see a bunch of my original art scripts, uh, layouts, process of how I make Street Angel, Deadliest Girl Alive, Plain Janes, Octobriana, and more. That's at patreon.com slash jimrug. Red Room, the Antisocial Network, in stores today. The book collection uh, that comprises of the four issues of Antisocial Network that hit the stands in 2021. That thing is going quick. Uh, get it if you see it. Cannot take for granted that it's going to be in your comic shop the next time you visit there. And the reprints are going to take forever to get on the stands because of that paper shortage the world is uh, experiencing at this moment. With that in mind, uh, Red Room Trigger Warnings issue number one has been delayed six weeks because of that printing uh, shortage. It's going to be in stores in February. So get it put on your pull list. Uh, go to your comic shop, reserve the next round of Red Room comics because I want uh, I want that thing to have to go into reprints day one, man. Uh, you can read these comics ahead of time on my Patreon, patreon.com slash edpiscor. All these links are in my link tree in the description below this video. Jimmy, what else? Subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe e-newsletter at the links below this video. You can also find Cartoonist Kayfabe t-shirts and merchandise at the links below this video. All right, give them those marching orders, man. We're going to be on our way. Read more comics.